For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 402 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Thanks for understanding us taking the last week off, guys. Uh, I wasn't feeling great. There wasn't a ton going on. So we figured, what better excuse to take a week off, you know? Right. Um, but we're here this week. And still not a lot going on. So fuck me, I guess. <coughs> um, so fuck me, I guess. Fuck me, I guess. Um, well, anyways, buddy, how's your week been? Oh, it's been all right. I, um, I, uh, I was supposed to get a new in air conditioner installed today, but it's going to be tomorrow. Ooh. Which is fine. I had this weird old football injury act up. I, I injured my neck when I was playing football in junior high. And every so often, I don't know, I might pinch that nerve or Ooh. like pick up something heavy or jerk the wrong way or do something. And then like my whole neck becomes stiff oh. and like painful. And I can't like look to the right. Um, I'm okay now. It's loosened up. I used the massage gun and some ibuprofen. Slept a little bit in the middle of the day, but uh, it was good that I didn't have to help put that air conditioner in today because I've been fucked up. Wait, but uh, wait, why would you have had to put that help put the air conditioner in? Because my AC guy is, um, he's not from like a big chain, right? I see. He's technically retired, but he was my neighbor at the last house that I moved into. I so you. he, um, he still like you know, AC repairs in his retirement, but, um, I see. he is not necessarily physically, you know, probably in primo shape. So I, I need to, I need to tote some heavy stuff for the mountain, for the man. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Well, is it balls ass hot in your house right now? No. Um, I got one 
the one on the side of the house where my bedroom is is set at 69, which is what it's normally set at. But the one on the other side of the house is running the, the thermostat's running at about 73. Okay, um, so it's not like so it's awful, yeah, it's awful. not no, no, it's totally variable, totally doable. Uh, it's warm on that one side of the house where the AC's down on that side of the house, but uh, I'm just hoping I don't freeze up this one. Dude, all I got to say is, do you remember <clears throat> right as we were moving out of the house in Starkville, the AC broke in August? Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Packing and moving with no AC? Miserable. Yep. Miserable, yep. dude. Ugh. Um, the, the only time, the, I only got one thing that beats that. And that was when I was living in my little studio apartment down in um, in Birmingham, uh, in downtown. There was one time where the inter- the AC died on like Friday night, right? So I called the landlord and he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to get somebody out there. They didn't show up Saturday. They didn't show up Sunday. They showed up Monday. So like I went through Saturday and Sunday, no AC. And this is July. Like it was like it was 90 degrees. Like I had the front door open and the back window open and I was just exhausted from how all I could do was sleep because that's how hot it was. Mm -hmm. Like there was no it made me think back. I was like, man, I bet this is what, you know, this is the oppressive summer heat that you think our grandparents, you know, lived with before air conditioning. That's why their houses had like. You know, shotgun has like a, a a space for the wind to blow through in the middle just to, to relieve the heat. It's that fucking summer of Sam heat. You start feeling like your neighbor's dog is talking to you and shit. You wake up sweating <clears throat> and then you, you sweat because you get up and then you just keep sweating for the rest of Like you sweat, you start sweating and never stop sweating. The worst. So That's Mississippi in the summer. Yeah, Mississippi or Alabama in the summer. That's right. Oof. So, um, listen, if you're interested, you, if you need to look anything up Blue Harvest related, there's a couple ways you can do that. Um, you can go to blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com for all your Blue Harvest needs. You'll find links to all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, where I've been streaming a whole lot. Just wrapped up a stream before Will and I came over here to get this kicked off. Um, been playing Jedi Survivor and loving it. Been doing some Fortnite with Will. Uh, Dead by Daylight, Street Fighter. All kinds of shit goes on over there. Twitch.tv slash Blue Harvest Pod. You should come out. Come hang out. It's a good time. Uh, you might actually get to show up and see my mom what roast me live on Twitch. Which... yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's that's worth the price of admission. That's a good time. Telling me I need to stop playing video games and go out and quote unquote meet some women. She basically told you to touch grass, Holmes. Yeah. My mom basically said in no uncertain terms, hey, go touch grass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Okay, moms. All right. Um, And you'll also find a link to our Patreon, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support the show, keep the lights on, keep the ACs going. Um, We post all our bonus shows there. 
Uh, most recently, we put up a brand new episode, episode 30 of Star Wars Year by Podcast with me and our buddy Steel. Uh, it's it's uh, our, our Star Wars history uh, show where we go through the Star Wars year by year book and uh, a bunch of tangents happen. So uh, that's the best way to do it, in my opinion. That, but I'm biased. Tangents, yeah, tangents are the way to go. Uh, that you can all find at Patreon.com/slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And a big thank you to all our patrons. You guys are the best. Oh man, buddy. So like, what sucks is like maybe the biggest thing that has happened in the past couple of weeks is actor Ray Stevenson passed away. Did you see this? Uh-huh. I did. I saw this. Um, you know, he, as related to Star Wars, he played Gar Saxon in the Clone Wars and in Rebels. He's also going to be playing a character in Ahsoka, right? Right. Um, and weirdly enough, like you and I were just talking about his Punisher movie not that long ago. Yeah, it was not that long ago. It was maybe an episode or two ago. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, it sucks. Very young. 58. 58. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, such a bummer, man. And yeah. like. He was in the Marvel movies too. He was part of uh, Thor's crew. Yeah, he was one of the warriors. Asgardian. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Such a bummer. I didn't. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, No. You know, no idea on what happened, but you know, obviously, that's not really what matters. What matters is the dude's not around anymore. Yeah. Rest in peace, man. (laughs) Um. You know. Feel. Um feel sad for you know his family and his loved ones and stuff also makes you wonder like you have to you have to think that like ahsoka was gonna be more than one season right at least two i would think you know given probably the time between now and whenever the the movie the dave filoni movie comes out yeah so who knows man like you'd have to imagine there's some kind of restructuring or or something that has to be done um you know, I don't know that they would necessarily recast. But again, that's not really what matters. What matters is this dude's not around anymore. So, um, quite a bummer, man. And and seeing everybody, you know, not just related to Star Wars. Obviously, a lot of the folks related to Star Wars posted about him. But, you know, lots of other people did as well. So That man had quite the breadth of an acting career. He did. He t- which means he touched a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. You know, which means a, a lot of people are familiar with him and feel the loss. Yeah, um, and you know, in some um, degree, I went and watched like you know his his stuff from the Star Wars Celebration stage, and he just seemed like a like a cool, friendly dude, man. So yeah, quite the bummer. Um, always sad to lose someone of such speaking, talent. Yeah, right. Speaking of that Dave Filoni movie. There was some shit going around where I don't even know if they were uh, a quote-unquote insider of any repute or not, you know. But somebody yeah. was saying like, oh, by the way, Dave Filoni's movie is called Heir to the Empire. And I was like, okay, you know, makes sense, is, I guess. Like, Is that not um, the name of a novel? An EU novel? 
buddy, it's kind of the name of the EU novel, like the novel oh, okay. that started the EU. It's the first Timothy Zahn book, you know, it's the one where Thrawn okay. was introduced. Well, then that's probably, <laughs> um, and, does that mean it's like he would probably do that? Is he trying to tell this story in the, in, in the Star Wars, you know, movie universe? Well, like, that's the thing is there is no way it's going to be a fucking direct adaptation at the very most, right? If that movie was to be named that, it's going to be like kind of how like, you know, the Marvel movies will be like uh, Age of Ultron, but the Age of Ultron movie isn't anything like the Age of Ultron event in the comics, you know? Okay, it just I got you. the title. And then remember in the Ahsoka trailer, Ahsoka's all like, I hear that Thrawn is returning as an heir to the Empire. Dun, That's dun, right. dun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that I mean, yeah. I could see how it makes sense to call it that. And, and obviously the recognition of that, that, um, that name, you know, carries some weight. Also think like it's, it's kind of risky because, you know, like there will be that question like I just had of like, are they doing a direct adaptation or right. are they? You know, well, and there's you know, really no way they could like, I know, you know but like, like, but, you know, the idea is there when you name it that that question arises. Yeah. And and I was talking um, with Steel on one of the shows we recorded around celebration and you know, I before this was even coming out, I asked him, like, do you think that's what they'll call the Dave Filoni movie? And his thought was like, I mean, it's his thought was essentially he thinks it's the best route for them to go because of the brand recognition, right? Like, it's hard to remember or think back at it now because there's been probably, honestly, hundreds of Star Wars books <laughs> since Heir to the Empire. But it was a huge deal, right? Like, right. the first book set post return of the jedi telling the post return of the jedi story when george was signed off on it eh, quote unquote like yeah. i know a bunch of people will be like oh yeah he he loved everything in the eu and he thought it was all great he didn't he i mean i'm saying that. that's what they use like that's yeah. what the eu um, fans are like george loved this stuff well, not all of them. You know, it, it, it's hard. You don't want to lump everybody in with the bad eggs. Or you True. don't want to lump everybody in with the good eggs. Like, everybody's different. Um, right, I just right. looked it up because I was wondering, like, when... Because, to me, in my mind, um, Dark Empire, which, you know, was the comic that set after Dark, uh, after Return of the Jedi. I was like, when did that come out? Um they both came out in 1991, which is fucking crazy. It's just all, like all of a sudden it was like, well, hey, here's stuff after Return of the Jedi. Here's a, a, the first book in a trilogy, and here's a comic book. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's a way to start the 90s. Yeah, it is. Sure as hell is. Um, but, you know, uh, obviously some elements of Heir to the Empire could hold true like Thrawn being the you know the main yeah. threat and stuff but that's what I was going to say the next natural question is how much is going to be borrowed from the <laughs> Timothy Zahn books honestly I think if I had to guess you know uh, probably 
the main thing is Thrawn being the main villain, right? And sort right. of the Imperial Remnant. It, this might be sort of the last stand of the Imperial Remnant before they fuck off into the unknown regions and, and build the the uh, First Order or whatever. Or maybe right. that's two different factions in the first... I don't know, man. But, yeah, maybe this is the one that uh, dies and the First Order rises. The... Uh, and, and, you know, I think... Obviously, the chance of Luke, Han, and Leia showing up is probably decent now will they be main characters i don't think so but it's also hard to imagine this big of an event taking place in the star wars timeline like at the at the part uh, in the part of the timeline this is set in and them not getting all deep fake with it and having them featured in some way but i i honestly think the main players of the story are going to be, you know, like the the Mandalorian cast, Ahsoka, right? Maybe Boba Fett if I'm lucky. Um, skeleton, maybe the skeleton crew uh, cast. I, they're still a little shaky on how tied that in, tied into the Mandalorian stuff that is. Yeah. But anyway, so like I said, some sort of insider came out and was like, "Yeah, that's the Dave Filoni movie's name." And then some another insider came out and was like, I, actually, it is not. That is not the name of Dave Filoni's movie. It doesn't have a name yet. So who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Now, I will say that's the guy who said that it's not. I'm pretty sure is the guy that was reporting about, you know, the Damon Lindelof Star Wars movie that, you know, it was going to take place after the sequel trilogy um blah 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 damon lindelof was off all these things and he was right about those so who knows i mean it's it's so far away that um plenty of things could change in the meantime Uh, but i am interested to see what like do you remember just waiting for how long we just called it episode seven waiting and waiting for the title and then just boom the day they start filming they're like by the way filming on the force awakens started today right oh snap and then and i was like oh boy i'm going to say the force unleashed by accident a whole lot and i sure (laughs) did i sure did (laughs) um oh I know something I wanted to ask you. You mentioned to me the other day that you and Liam have been watching some of the Young Jedi Adventure show. How is that? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I uh, I can't complain. Uh, it's neat. It's good for kids. It's got some cool characters in it. Um, it's really well done. The CGI is well done. The moral is good. Yoda shows up. It's always nice. Uh-huh. But it's good. You you would you would dig it. Just you know, pop in. I'll, when I find the vet, the best episode, I'll tell you which one it is. So is it like on a like on a kids show scale, right? Like is right. It, if you had to guess, like the general age um, group that it's aimed at, what would you say? 
Oh, I would say like like is it meaning is it right like four in, to nine? Okay, four to eight. Okay, yeah, that's what I was wondering. So you know, Scooby Doo age. A little. It skews probably the youngest of of most of the the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. Is it a continuous story or is it more like? Um, yeah, it's a continuous story that follows three Jedi younglings. Right. All right. Set during the High Republic. Mm -hmm. Man. I got they have a fourth that's like a pilot, you know, pirate, pilot smuggler kind of hotshot mm -hmm. um, friend that is not a Jedi. And then the nemesis is like, you know, the bully, the the bully and his two goons. The the bulk and skull of the uh... bulk and skull and a master shredder. Okay. Yeah. So and master shredder's got like a Magna guards, Ooh. you know, uh, the little buzz bow staff. Um, so speaking of High Republic, I gotta say, like, they have really put some time and and care into the High Republic stuff. Like, you know, the books have been going on for like, like at th now by now like three years, right? Yeah, um, I see them on the shelf at Walmart. Yeah, and you know, that's... man, I wish I had the time to get caught up. But yeah, you know, me too. without getting into too many spoilers, we'll we'll you know approach that whenever we do an episode about the game. But like High Republic stuff is a big part of Jedi Survivor. Obviously, yeah. Young Jedi Adventures is set during that time, um, and then Acolyte. You know, when it comes out, it's High Republic. So they're really going all in on that and i remember like you know because there that was that thing where they were kind of building up to this announcement with the publishing stuff this whole ooh, it's ooh, it's project luminous Ooh, what's that gonna be and then it finally hit and it's you know this whole new era of star wars you know the high republic era and i remember to yeah. talking to like king tom at the time and being like i kind of get the feeling that it's going to be more than books and sure enough, it is slowly but surely ramping up to include quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, right. Include a show. So, and another thing, like not to to circle back around to what we were talking about before. So, Young Jedi Adventures, by the way, also a book series when I was a kid, right? Like it was. Oh wow. Um, it was. Uh, I, I'm right about that, right? I'm pretty sure it is because I liked these books when. Um, My kid likes the Loth Cats. Oh heck yeah, heck yeah, my dude. And there's another one he likes. It's kind of like Chicken Feet, but it's kind of like a dog. It's got a real wide grin. Yeah, so it wasn't called Young Jedi Adventures, but the book series I liked was Star Wars Young Jedi Knights. And it was all about, you know, like Han and Leia's kids and, and Chewie's nephew, Lobaka, and Tenelka yeah. training on Yavin. And they were definitely, they were like, I guess, more like young adult fiction. Um, shorter books. Man, I used to tear through these paperbacks, man. Whew. Shoo, I like those books. Yeah. Uh, little spoiler alert: the uh, the fan fiction, which is coming sooner rather than later, very 
very inspired by those books and the Kevin J. And Anderson Jedi Academy trilogy. Oh, that sounds like fun. That shit was my jam back in the day, boy. I tell you what. Um. So, okay, so they use Young Jedi Adventures, which isn't the exact same title, but close enough. Then, obviously, they use Tales of the Jedi, right, for the animated series. It ain't nothing like those comic books that I love so much. Yeah, right. Um, they might just call that motherfucker heir to, heir to the Empire and fuck any story elements from the book. And I just got to add, it's not in Heir to the Empire. I think it's not until the third book, The Last Command. But Luke, all right? The fact, the fact that they cloned Luke from the hand that got cut off on Bespin, honestly, I don't even hate that story element. Like, you know, like Timothy Zahn's like, well, they, they talked about the Clone Wars. Like, what's the whole deal with cloning in Star Wars? So he got a little new boot goofy with it, right? Cloned Luke. But to, right. to call him Luke, Luke I with mean, two U's. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah, the like, man is the man is great. He gave us Thrawn, but he he doesn't bat a thousand. Not with Luke. Uh-uh. That's a big miss. That's a big miss. Luke. Swing and a miss. Um <clears throat> so uh and you know mainly other stuff that's going on seems to be a lot of sort of ramping up promotion for ahsoka interviews with rosaria dawson mary elizabeth winstead things like that um one thing i did see that i thought was really fascinating studio mir right who made journey to the dark head in um vision season two the one that was personally my favorite of the second volume. Yeah. They said that the creators wrote enough world building and characters to expand the short into a whole series. Don't do this to me again, guys. <laughs> you remember when, when after the first volume, like the studio behind the ninth Jedi, which was my favorite one of that group, was like, "Oh yeah, we want to do like we could do a whole movie or series or something." You remember that, Will? Right. Don't yeah, keep do. doing this to me, huh? I can't take this shit. Every time I like one of these fucking shorts, they're like, "Oh, we could." I mean, we won't, but we could. We could break my heart a little bit every time. Yeah. Yeah. Ming-Na Wen did a, a, a interview talking about like what she'd like to see if they ever did do a second um, season of Book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah? No, you don't like what she said? Oh, no, I like what she said. I just... Oh, you just... That's the idea of a... Just uh, stop it. Stop teasing me like this. Ah, well, if we ever did do one, this is what I'd like to do. Well... Good, good for you, man. Good for you. Still pretty fucking salty about that one, buddy. I got to figure. I got to work my way through that one day. Yeah. Not today. We'll, we'll resolve that one day. One day. Not today. But not today. Bro, if if the, we don't see Boba Fett in any of this Mando shit until and then the movie comes along and 
they pull a return of the Jedi and kill him off unceremoniously in like the first 20 minutes, like drop his ass back in the Sarlacc. I'm going to yeah. snatch that hat off of Dave Filoni's head so quick. <laughs> Bro, Check got your hat. Open that hat. Ooh. Send it off like a Frisbee. Yep. <laughs> Fuck your hat, son. <laughs> I took up for you, Dave. Broke my heart. I'm going to snatch his hat, man. Don't you do it, Dave Filoni, thinking you're all slick. Man, it's what George would have done. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Not this boy's P2. No, this was Um And really, the only other <clears throat> thing I could scrounge together. So it does look like, um, and this was reported by Deadline. So, you know, fairly reliable. Um, that um, the start of production of season four of The Mandalorian is most likely, most certainly looking like it's going to be delayed due to the writer's strike. Um, makes sense. I mean, kind of saw this coming. Now, does that mean that ultimately the the season itself is delayed? Probably depends on when the strike is resolved. And honestly, it's not like we knew or know when it was supposed to come out of it originally anyway. So why the fuck even... <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. What's the latest news on that? Has there been any? Oh, um, I have no idea. I saw, like, I saw Kevin Smith was out there picketing with them. John Leguizamo. Zama. Yeah, I've seen a lot of celebrities mm. out there picketing. Bro, I, and I saw some real bad footage of fucking imagine dragons playing an acoustic set um what? F- for the the crews that were stri- on strike and honestly it was so bad and they sounded so awful that i kind of think they were an industry plant like the studio sent them hoping that that would make everybody leave strike like i oh, can't really? take it anymore these goddamn dragons and their imagination that's scary to think that well, management would sick Imagine Dragons on you. Yeah, I know, man. Because what else are they capable of? Right? If that? they're going that low, what's next? Right? You know, Walter would like to say hello to everybody. Here's a little Walter purring a- ASMR. The whole time I was streaming, everybody on chat was like, I want to see Walter. And I call Walter, and he would just ignore me and keep sleeping in the recliner. Soon as we start recording, here he is. He said, "I got to keep my presence selective. Yeah. I don't want to give y'all too much of myself." Yeah, he said, "I'm on strike. I want two wet food days. Two wet food days. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. Such a diva. Yeah, he deserves it. He does deserve it. He's a good boy. <laughs> he is a good dude. The best boy, some would say, and by some, I mean me." Um, all righty so buddy that kind of does it for like i said real light news week where oh florida man finds iguana and toilet holy shit hold up hold up whoa was this one man in south florida got to experience what seemed like a real life version of jurassic park in his bathroom 
Stephen Crothy was hanging out at his Tampa home, <laughs> Tampa, Florida home on Friday when he realized that the door connecting his pool deck to the bathroom was ajar. That's when he went inside the bathroom and came across an unexpected and shocking visitor, a massive scaly iguana taking over his porcelain throne. That's when it turned around and opened its mouth, he said, and that's all I needed to see. Like, back off for a minute and figure out what's going on. Bro, dude. By the way, I just thought it would be funny to throw Steve's name in there and Obviously. I thought this was a real story from Steve. I was going to be so impressed. No, it's a, it's not. It's a real story, but didn't involve Steve. Dude, can you imagine? Look at the size of this iguana in this dude's toilet, all right? Because look, that's a big-ass lizard, bruh. And can you imagine yeah. if you were if you were DEFCON? Make it bigger. If, can you imagine? Make it a lot bigger. If uh, it was fucking DEFCON 4 and you were running your ass to the bathroom and didn't have a chance to check for iguana. Bruh. He would be swimming in doo-doo soup is what would be happening. <laughs> Might bite your nutsack off that iguana. Could. He could. <sighs> chomp, chomp. <sighs> All right, buddy. Let's listen to uh, uh, some music and then uh, hear from our friends. How's that sound? Let's do that. It was really good, so. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. every time dude i do you know how often like like a spell i'm just hanging out by myself and i'll go i want you to be different than us don't tattoo (laughs) your dick that's one that gets stuck Uh. in my head all the time so first up we've got a um a voicemail from our buddy jim um that we would have gotten to last week had we recorded so let's hear from our buddy jim What's up, Hawson Will? Good evening. Man, that 400th episode was fantastic. I actually missed it. I Wednesday, my wife, uh, she's a teacher, and she worked. Uh, she had to work all night until 2 in the morning, and uh, it, it, I, you know, no help with the kids. And then the next day, she was so exhausted from the day before, she slept. 
and I had the kids all day again. And then I remember looking on Twitter and I saw Emily Lynn said, uh, don't miss it. You know, the, the post of the episode, the, the live stream. And I'm like, of course, I'm not going to miss it. Try and stop me. Why would I miss it? And then I just had this like cold <laughs> feeling and I'm like, why would I miss it? And I missed it. I fell asleep construction dirty face down on my couch and woke up 3.30 in the morning and I was so pissed and upset. I was so sad, man. Really, really sad. And I, just mainly Aww. because I wanted to support you guys. Uh, you, you you mean so much. I know that you guys had all this you know, support, but just that. know that uh, I, I, want, I, I was out there in spirit and bummed as hell when I, at 3.30 in the morning, waking up in, on the couch. It's nasty. Anyway, uh, congratulations. And thank you for what you guys do. But uh, I I wanted to get a quick question. Oh, it's not quick. It's not. It's all about Mandalorian. And I'm going to try and say it as quick as I can. The Dr. Pershing episode. So what was the plan with the henchmen? Was it to get those cloning materials also? Like... I know that she wanted to frame him to... I don't exactly understand it. Like, I know that she wanted to get ahead and frame him, and maybe she was testing him to maybe take him back under into the, uh, you know, Empire uh, secret organization. But once she heard how he was, how good of a person he was, She's like, nah, fry him. But didn't did she also need those that cloning stuff? I guess so. Can you just is that what the hell happened, guys? And also, uh, Din Jaren, when he was in the waters of what have you, he just slipped and sank to the very bottom with no jetpack, right? Just just some clarification. Yeah. That's all I, I want to know. And how the hell yeah. did that alligator fit in that pond in like the first episode? That that was some shallow water with that giant alligator thing. But anyway, I love you guys. Congratulations. Uh, sorry I missed it. And of course I've watched it. And Ignite the Green. Buddy, you don't have to apologize, man. No. Not um, at all. Um, with the Mandalorian, I think that's right. I'm pretty sure we watch him take off his jetpack. Mm-hmm. And then he starts going into the water and then sinks well, to the bottom like so, a rock, kind of like a dumbass. Well, so the thing is, is she says to him, right, like, well, the the lagoon or whatever, like the the magic waters, the Lake Winnetonka waters, everything uh-huh. shifted because of the Imperial bombardment. So that right. like made the the ground and stuff under the water sort of shift and open up. And I don't think it's that he slips. I think he just steps off, not realizing that's what I think. What he thinks is a wading pool is really like a direct drop off. Yeah. And he just sinks. Now, as far as the Pershing stuff, I'm going to be 100. I'm going to keep it 100 with our buddy, Jim. I don't quite know. I kind of feel like her, overall mission was to keep the cloning technology out of other people's hands 
Not I think just, it was a tying up of loose ends, yes. basically. So, and and I don't think, you know, it was, I honestly don't even think it was mainly to keep it out of the Republic's hands. I think they wanted to, Gideon wanted him taken off the board so potentially nobody else in the Empire could get those cloning secrets. Because right. clearly, like, you know, he butts heads, Gideon does, with the other members of the Shadow Council, right? Like, right. So, I, in my opinion, I think that's what was going on is they were tying up a loose end. And, and part of that is they didn't want anybody else getting his cloning research, but most specifically, anybody else from the Empire. Right. It definitely seems to me like Gideon wants to sort of like you know, take over the Imperial Remnant or the Shadow Council or whatever, you know, like right. all that stuff. Um, but yet, it is weird in retrospect. I honestly thought, you know, I st and still think that was a, a good episode, but a kind of weird in retrospect that like... I, I, thought, that, I thought it was going somewhere else. I didn't realize it was just going to be a really well done example of how evil this chick is, right? Like, well, and 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 a well done example of like a one off episode, right? That yeah, you know, it does it, it in broader gives terms, overall. It's kind of yeah. a lore dump. Yeah, it's, it's overall background society. You know what's going on in in mm -hmm. the um the New Republic at the time. I I I. I Again, I guess the episode is so well done. You just think it's headed, it's headed somewhere else, right? Like that it wasn't just, I yeah. don't know, and just to watch Pershing die, meet, meet his end. It's, and it is kind of weird, right? That like, so, you know, she's uh, Aliyah Kane, right? I believe that's the character's name. It's like really good. The actress is really good in that episode and right. and everything. And then like, so she gets that. And then uh, the only other time we see her is uh, when she fucking uh, talks to a man in a bathtub droid that's <laughs> communicating with fucking uh, 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 Moff Gideon, you know? Um, yeah. Definitely a little weird. Definitely a little weird. Um, oh, did we talk about it? There's going to be a um, Disney gallery for The Mandalorian coming out in June. I, I think remember. you mentioned it. Yeah, I can't. Rem I know I mentioned it to you, but I can't remember if we talked about it on the show. On the podcast. Yeah. If we did, oh well. Oh well. I enjoy those gallery. Me uh, too. Series. I wish. I enjoy those documentary style making of discussions. I wish, like, where the hell is the one for Andor? By the way. Yeah. That one would be sick, and. I also wish you remember like for the first season of Mandalorian, they did like multiple episodes of the yes. gallery and then they were just like, yeah. ah, it's just one episode for each season. I wish they'd go back to the multi-episode format. Yeah. I, uh, also there were a bunch of directors. I don't know if there were just less directors on the second season. No, but there were a bunch of, there were just as many, I think. Well, I, I feel like I didn't get to really see that round table director discussion. Yeah, that's what I really liked, honestly, was yeah. the, the sort of round table aspect of all the de directors hanging out, talking, you know, shooting the shit. Um, 
yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, it's interesting because like, and I still enjoy them when they do it like just as a, you know, one episode. But we got so much with the first Disney Gallery, right? Unfortunately named, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, right. What am, what I assume that they think they're gonna have more galleries, right? Like the Marvel Universe Gallery. Oh, I, th- the... I think they have. But then it's weird because, like, I don't think the the one they did for Obi-Wan is called, like, Disney Gallery Obi-Wan or whatever. I can't even remember what really? it's called. Uh, but I don't think that's what it was called. Um, somehow, I'm just dicking around. Oh, you can see all this. I forgot that you could see all this, Will. I'm oh, just... yeah. I'm watching you browse helmets. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I... Don't know how, but I, so I really want to get like a medieval knight helmet for, for stream, right? Yeah. yeah. So I've been looking at them and somehow. The one that kind of looked like a skull, that was pretty cool. Like somehow Um, it just popped right up and started showing me other ones. And you know what, what has kept, well, obviously the price has kept me from pulling the trigger. Um, Yeah. The other thing that's kept me from pulling the trigger is. Knowing whether one of these things is going to sh- fit my bulbous ass head. You know what I mean? I don't oh, want to There's get... the one I like. I like this one? That one. Yeah. I, I can see you in this fucking helmet. That's really fucking cool. Sheesh. Um, so, yeah, don't be surprised if one day on stream I show up looking like Sir Dumbass first of his name. <laughs> Sir Richard. Sir Richard. Because um, I am. I'm going to get one of these one day. And believe you me, I mean, I ain't spending $800 on one. Sir Richard of House Buckhart. Oh, my God. Look at this. Oh, my. The the king's helmet. Mm-hmm. The crown built in. King Richard. Oh. King Richard. Sheesh. Oh. Sheesh. You work you up a British accent. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'll just be this. Hey, guys. It's me. <laughs> um, damn. King Richard here. Whole suit. Whole ass suit of armor, though. Mm. Shit. Shit. Dude, that's under $300. Full I know. suit. 250 bucks. Under under $300. How what well, All right, let's look at the details on this. Hold on. One size fits most. Uh, normal steel, LARP Optima. Just will rust-free paint from inside. Okay. All right. Yeah, but something telling me they ain't gonna fit me. They didn't have. Fun. When they say steel, I think they mean like aluminum steel. I think yeah, it's, it's, it's you know what it's made out of a bunch of Bud Light cans. Oh my goodness, hammered hammered into like the yeah. shape of armor. Shit, it looks cool though. Shit, I'd have to have somebody help me suit up in that for a stream. I can't. Oh uh, yeah, I can't that's get what, that uh, all going. What a squire's on. for, yeah. <laughs> that's what a squire's for, he said. All right. So listen, I am very excited about this one because, um, he he teased it, but we got a fucking voicemail from our buddy Steve, Steve Crothy, the co-host oh, of the High Potion podcast. Well, hi, Ogozima. What's up, No. Anyway, I'll keep this short. Been watching some anime lately and gotten Hawes into Chainsaw Man, and we've had lots of good waifu discussions. So I want to know who your top three Star Wars waifus are. 
I'll go ahead and oh. give you mine. Number one, Kira, Solo. Number oh. two, Bo-Katan Creed, from The Mandalorian. And number three, the OG, Princess Leia, specifically Return of the Jedi. Keep up the great yeah. work, guys. I'll talk to y'all Friday night. Sheesh, Star Wars waifus. My, That's man. probably one of the best questions I mean, it, I've it, heard it, in a while. Perfect coming from Steve. Yeah. Um. Star Wars waifus. Star Wars waifus. Star Wars waifus. Okay. So, listen. I, I'm gonna say Princess Leia, but I'm going in a different route. It's it's also from Return of the Jedi, but specifically the scene when she unfreezes Han Solo from the Carbonite, and for some reason keeps talking to him with the Boosh helmet on for a couple of minutes, and then. When he's like, who, who is this? And she says, someone who loves you and takes off her helmet. That moment right there, that's a number one. Sheesh. A number, a number one waifu. Star Wars waifu. Um, number two, uh, Ray. Ray. Yeah, she's beautiful. And number three, I'm also a Bo-Katan guy. Also a Bo yeah, I was going to say, number one waifu would be Bo-Katan. Yeah, yeah Bo-Katan Crease. 2%. 2%. That's me. Um, yeah, right. I belong there. Uh, my other Star Wars waifu would be um, Padme. I got, oh. I got a, I got mad love for Padme. Yeah, she's uh, awesome. Especially Phantom Menace Padme. That is a fucking queen senator. Like, uh, well, no, she's queen of the planet at that point. But, like, her planet is under attack, so she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to assault the capital and take this bitch back by force. Like, you know, that is fucking badass. Like, she, Padme has my heart. She like, is. She's fucking badass in all the movies, but specifically the first two. Like, in the second movie, they're like, they're like you know what? We feel like people might be making attempts on your life, so why don't we have a decoy and you fly, fly a no Naboo fighter? And she's like, okay. Also, very pretty in the fucking Naboo fighter gear, by right. the way. And then, right. like, she's she's like uh, all fucking standing up to Anakin and shit. I love that part, by the way. Yep. When he gets yep. all pissy pants, McGillicuddy, when she's yeah. like, um, no, you're not issuing orders, uh on Naboo, my dude. My dude. Yeah, right. Um, and then it's just kind of a shame. Like, I know she's pregnant in 3, but I don't think that precludes her from being able to do some badass shit in 3. You right. Know? Like, right. It's, it's kind of a shame that... She does a lot of the emotional heavy lifting. No, like, a lot, like She Natalie does a Boyman. lot of the sorrow and the pain, yeah. and, like, you don't get to see that from a lot of the other actors in that movie, but from her. Natalie Portman kills it in 3. There, I have no yeah, problems absolutely. with her performance. It's just yeah, more, no, I agree. you know, the story opportunity she was given in that movie. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Padme's a good one, buddy. I can't help it. She's a badass. I love me some Padme. Uh, and my number three waifu would be, ooh, um, damn, I'm blanking. It's like a, it's like a fight in my head between like a Sokotano or like oh, shit. Uh, Ming now, uh, fucking Phoenix Shand is 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 up there too. Shit. Yeah. Right. 
Ooh. I'll go it, with Ahsoka. The uh, Twi'lek lady that runs the bar in Book of Boba Fett? Sheesh. Yeah, ha-cha-cha. Ha-cha-cha-cha. Damn. Or Mon Mothma. I'm attracted to women of power. Ooh. I don't know. Mon, Mon Mothma is probably my third Star uh, Wars Oh, hold here. up. Hold up. Hold on. Bix? From oh, Andor? Yeah. Andor, yeah. Sheesh. And yeah. Mon Mothma. Man. Lots of pretty ladies in Star Wars. There's no doubt about that. Right. No doubt about that. All right. Uh, next up, we got an email from our buddy Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. The discussion about Bigfoot last week got me thinking this week about another elusive cryptid that's out there and has something to do with Jedi Survivor as well. Have you guys heard of the Loveland Frogman? Well, now I'm wondering if a portal from another dimension has opened up in Ohio and Turgle from Jedi Survivor is just living in the swamps trying to be friends with the people there. Anyway, I wanted your thoughts on those frog people and the connections between them all. Have a great week, fellas, and keep on being the best. Bro, There, I have never heard of the Lo Loveland Frog, man. We're looking into this now. And he's in Ohio? The Loveland Frog. In Ohio folklore. Oh, shit. Ohio folklore. The Loveland Frog, also known as the Loveland Frogman or Loveland Lizard, is a legendary humanoid frog described as standing roughly four feet tall, allegedly spotted in Loveland, Ohio. In 1972, the Loveland Frog legend gained renewed attention when a Loveland police officer reported to a colleague that he had seen an animal consistent with descriptions of the frogman. After a reported sighting in 2016, the second officer called a news station to report that he had shot and killed the same creature some weeks after the 1972 incident and had identified it as a large iguana that was missing its tail. According to various legends, the creature was first sighted by a businessman or a traveling salesman during a, driving along an unnamed road late at night in 1955, with some versions of the story specifying the month of May is May 4th. In one story, the driver was heading out of the Branch Hill neighborhood when he spotted three figures stood erect on their hind legs. There's three of them! Three frogmen's! Dude... All right. I you know what that you. sounds like? What? Aliens. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. What you got to tell me, dude? Okay. So if I was out in the woods and I came across a Sasquatch, mm -hmm. I'd probably shit myself. Right. It would probably make you taste very bad. So that's probably a good defense mechanism. Okay. Well, I was just thinking out of sure terror. Like, oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, unless the Sasquatch is like Harry and the Henderson Sasquatch or the Sasquatch from those beef jerky commercials, I can't really imagine running into a Sasquatch going well for me, you know? And I love animals, but there's I don't a, know. There's a particular brand of animal your simian animals, your monkeys, your apes, your gorillas, that make me kind of nervous. Like I, it's interesting to hear you say because you 
are I, I'm I'm down to pit you know pet the largest feline predators. Yeah, well, see, this is the thing. I was cool with monkeys until that lady got her face eaten by a chimp. Yeah, and it was all over the news. You know. Yeah. And uh, I ain't trying to fucking throw down Mike Tyson's punch out with bubbles a chimp. You know what I mean? Like, I right. Maybe I could be cool with a gorilla, but something about those smaller mid-range monkeys and apes make me a little nervous. So I think a Sasquatch would make me nervous. I definitely don't want to see the Mothman. Loch Ness Monster, I'm good with a Loch Ness Monster. I imagine Nessie's kind of friendly. Like, Nessie pokes its head out the water. You can pet its snout, and then it just goes about its day. Yeah, I don't. I doubt it. But if I met the Loveland Frog, so stoked. So really? stoked, dude. Bro, I'd be dapping up that frog, motherfucker. You bet. Make a fly burgers for this man all day. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, hey, man, you want to come live in my backyard and just eat all the bugs before they get in my house? And he'd be like, Rrimp. all right, cool. Let's go. I'm going to call you Turtle. Rabbit. Do you think King Tom's ever seen the Loveland Frog? He lives, lives in fucking Ohio. I don't know. If he hasn't, I bet he knows someone that does. I that think has. Kimberly Sterling. Kimberly Sterling Art on Twitter and Instagram has it lives in Ohio. I wonder if she's seen the Loveland Frog. Bro, I am stoked. It's not every day that you learn about a new cryptid, right? This is true. Like if I ran across, I just learned about Goatman. I didn't realize that was a thing. Oh yeah, Goatman is a thing. Fuck yeah, Goatman's a thing. I knew about Hatman before I knew about Goatman. Trust me, bro. When I take my sleeping medicine, sometimes I try to fight it, and me and the Hatman have become real close, bro. I know no all about way. the Hatman. I be oh my goodness, knowing Oz. about the Hatman. Let me tell you. In fact, no, I won't tell you. Uh. If I met the Jersey Devil, not stoked. Mm -mm, not stoked one bit. No. Loveland Frog, hook it up, buddy. You want to ride in my car? Fucking, I build him a big-ass pond in my backyard. I'm just the Loveland Frog hanging out. I'd meet the Loveland Frog with you. Yeah. I'd meet a Sasquatch you. with you, too. Look at that. We'd, we'd hope for the best. You mean, you? how could you be afraid of that? Very easily. Your brain, I don't know. You know, I've never seen anything crazy like that, but I get the feeling. And from some of the explanations from people that have, there's, there's a part of your brain that, that immediately starts pinging danger because you're not supposed to be seeing what you're actually seeing. See. Your brain is telling you something is very wrong here. That's not right. And all, you know, like I'm sure it's, evolutionarily part of the uncanny valley that's helped us survive for so long but like okay but listen but hear me out have you ever seen one of those giant ass bullfrogs you know those like two-hander bullfrogs that you find around yeah. mississippi right if the loveland frog got spicy with me like if he started acting up i'm gonna punch the fuck out of the loveland frog i'm gonna teach him right. real quick you know what i mean Right. No, I don't think right. I have to. I think he's going to be cool. The if, thing is, could you take three? Yeah, without a doubt. In my wheelchair. Barehanded. Barehanded, Will. What if they're poisonous when you touch them? Oh, if they're poison dart frogs, then that's a different 
<laughs> that's a different situation. But this is just a frog. That's a, not a poison dart frog, right? Right, right. The artist I mean, rendition we're that's looking at. a frog at. that's walking on hind legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he seriously. And as far as started... I know, frogs don't have the hips to do that. Well, the hips don't lie, Will. <laughs> well, yeah, I've heard that. Me too. He looks a lot like a ninja turtle. I, uh, I'm i gonna be 100. I might with be you. less intimidated if I'm thinking about Ninja Turtle frogs. I'm gonna be 100 with you, Will. I think he's cooler than a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, I guarantee you. If you saw that, you wouldn't be like, "What's up, buddy?" Oh yeah, I would. No, 100 percent, Will. No, 100 percent. I would not be. I well, mean, I'm sure you. that I would like to think that I would be like, "Oh, cool, a frog person." No, man. I would be like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. A three-foot bipedal frog, man. <laughs> yes, that's what I would be like. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if the if the frog man started acting up, he fucked up around me. He <laughs> fucked up. Not me. Because he, you know why he fucked up? A, he could have a real good friend in me, right? He and his right. two frogmen buddies. B, he fucked up because there's a good chance there's going to be one last frogman if he fucks up, depending on how yeah. he fucks up around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right? I ain't a horsefly, all right? There ain't going to be any tadpoles, frogman tadpoles in the pond if he fucks up too much around me. Yeah, he hits you and hit you with the poison spit. Nah, that ain't a poison dart frog, William. That's just a hey regular man, ass That is frog. a mutant creature that walks on hind legs, and you have absolutely no idea what his special traits and characters and abilities are. Well, I didn't see anything listed about poison aspects of the Loveland frog. Let's hear from our buddy, Mr. 100, Kobe. Hey, Oz and Will. It's your boy, Kobe, a.k.a. Mr. 100. How's it hanging? Hopefully that shit is hanging clean. I know it's you hanging know clean. It. I trust y'all. Um... I had a real quick, just kind of side question, you know, as I do all the time, right? Uh, just kind of a random thing that I've been thinking about. And I think you actually touched on this a few episodes ago. I've been so scatterbrained lately, I can't remember. Um, but I've been thinking about Jedi and Sith and the their role in the upcoming uh, movies in the future, right? So, like, we're going to get the the new Ray trilogy and then we're going to get the Dave Filoni movie and then the you know way in the past James Mangold movie so um I for as far as like the in the future right I have a question and I don't know personally how I feel about it but I want to know what you guys think uh my question is is do you want to see more Jedi versus Sith, right? Obviously, we're going to see Jedi. I think Jedi are like a focal point of Star Wars. You have to have them, you know, for the most part. Um, or, you know, or at least light side users, Jedi, whatever you want, whatever box you want to put them in. Um, but as far as Sith go, um, do you want to see more of the specific Sith order? Do you want to see an actual, like, true blood Sith? Um, do you want to see maybe not Sith, but like dark, you know, basically Sith and everything but name, kind of like a Kylo Ren? Uh, or do you want to just completely go away from the idea of the whole, you know, dark versus light, uh, 
Jedi versus Sith? And do you just want to see, like, not this specifically? Because I probably wouldn't want to see this either. But, like, a Yuuzhan Vong type of thing where it's, like, you know, an, a different threat other than lightsaber-wielding, for you know, force users. Just my question. In the future, you know, what what, do you, what would you like to see? Would you like to see the same same thing we've kind of seen before and have it be kind of that legacy thing? Or would you like to see something else? As always, you guys are the best. Keep it real. Have a good one. Keep it clean. Peace out. Uh, honestly, I want lightsaber fights. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't need lightsaber fights and everything, but I want lightsaber fights. Um, I mean, if I think about it, I've only really ever seen Palpatine as the big villain, right? Like, they haven't ever shown me another Sith Lord. They have. I. They haven't tried yet. You know, like. Yeah, I mean Vader, but Palpatine is still pulling the strings, right? Master right. Puppet like, style. you could have a villain that is not uh, force sensitive. You know, you haven't tried that yet. Uh, you, I mean, I mean it's well sure written enough. Yeah, they've had villains that aren't force sensitive. Thrawn. I mean, like a big, like a, I'm talking like a big bad, like. Well, that's what he's you know, going to be in, in whatever that Dave Filoni movie is. Right. But right. also, in in your defense, like to side with you, even in Ahsoka, the show that's coming where Thrawn is going to be introduced as this big bad, lightsaber wielders, bad guy lightsaber wielders. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So like. I guess what I'm trying to say is like I understand having a fresh new villain that who are super difficult because the force doesn't affect them using Vong like but again I think if you're working in the framework of what's there all you just need is really good writing really good storytelling yeah. it doesn't matter whether it's Sith or whether it's Dark Jedi or whether it's a crime lord like as long as the story is well written the Jedi, the Dark Jedi, the Sith, they'll all have their place in that story. And the say, you know, again, lightsaber battles, force yeah. battles, all so, that should be taking place. While I am not opposed to the idea of some, you know, extra, like outside of the regular Star Wars galaxy threat coming in and, and causing problems for our heroes and stuff, even with the Vong in new Jedi order, they had to like ride around them so that they could combat Jedi. Even, you know, besides the fact that they were disconnected from the force and stuff. I don't love that, you know, but besides that, they had like, you know, staves and shit that they could fight Jedi with that weren't affected by lightsaber. They had armor that was resilient to lightsabers. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, even if you try to introduce a new threat that's not a uh, uh, dark Jedi, right? Um, you have to find some way for them to interact and fight against Jedi characters because they have mystical space magic powers and laser swords. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, ultimately, yeah. I, I always want it to be sort of the, the fight between the light side and the dark side, but it doesn't always have to be between Jedi and dark Jedi or Jedi and Sith, right? Like, right. Um, so like, okay. Let's let's sort of go with Kobe's framework here. The Ray movie, um, that's one of the things that's most fascinating to me is like what is the threat in the Ray movie? 
Yeah. Are yeah. we looking at a, is this going to be a, like a more personal movie where it's Ray's struggle with building the new Jedi order and not an, as big of a galactic scale as like the sequel trilogy or the prequel trilogy or the original trilogy? Is it going to be a more insular story about, you know, like I said, Ray rebuilding the story or the Perhaps Jedi order? the villain is the betrayal of an infiltrator amongst right. the Academy. Right. Um, and you got to figure like anytime the Jedi order rebuilds, the threat of the dark side is there. Right. So yeah. I think ultimately in the Ray movie, like a dark side user of some sort is going to be the bad guy. I don't think it'll necessarily be a Sith. Like I, I kind of feel like the Sith themselves might need to be put to bed at least for they, a while you know they need to ride the bench yeah now once again we're really just talking semantics right so like if yeah if the bad guy in the ray movie uses the dark side and has a red saber it it's they're just lacking the title sith i mean specifically yeah, the, the doctrine yes. you know is what will constitute mm -hmm. sith or dark jedi mm -hmm. exactly um the Dave Filoni movie, the big bad is going to be Thrawn, right? Like that's And at that point, space Nazi, you know, is no, oh, yeah. So space Nazi is a hell of a villain, such a hell of a villain that they 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 were like worked in the original trilogy. Let's make fucking diet space Nazis for the sequel trilogy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, right. And and it's already clear, once again, from the Ahsoka trailer, that they're going to work in lightsaber users to combat other lightsaber users. Uh-huh. Um, now, the James Mangold movie, listen, <clears throat> I it pains me to say, but that Indiana Jones movie ain't getting the greatest reviews right now. Is it not? I thought it was getting positive stuff. Well, it's getting better somewhat so they debuted it at the fucking con film festival i don't know that that's the best place to debut a indiana jones movie as far as getting reviews right that's like the kind of movie where they people go to watch like unsimulated penetration in a movie and be like "Ooh, it's artsy well <laughs> the dude next to me had his dick out half the time um that's how you know it's france <laughs> just kidding just kidding to any of our friends <laughs> um and then like after you know the initial reviews from con came out and we're not super positive it, the like the review scores and stuff have been increasing honestly it does not affect my desire to see it at all right i saw crystal skull had a decent enough time don't love it but had a decent enough time watching it once yeah haven't really it sits firmly at the bottom, but it oh, was a, yeah. it was a, it was a nice ride. I get, you mean to tell me I get one more chance to go watch Harrison Ford be Indiana Jones for two hours done. I'm there, you know, um, it will be interesting to see if it, if it is overall really panned or if it does bad at the box office, that James Mangold movie situation gets a little dicey at that point, maybe. You know, because that's that's who directed the new Indiana Jones. Okay. But <clears throat> that aside, let's say he does make his movie. I kind of feel like. Once again, you have to have a threat, right? 
and if you're dealing with the the early creation of the Jedi Order or discovery of the Force, like I think you could almost kind of see the birth of the Sith. Like they might actually have an opportunity there to really nail down and explain what the difference between a dark Jedi or dark side user is versus a Sith. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that distinction because they haven't done that really in anything uh, visual. You know, they haven't done that in any movie or series that I'm aware of. The difference between a dark Jedi and a Sith and the way the Sith is sort of a corruption or a subversion. Yeah, I mean... that all comes from elsewhere. Well, yeah, I mean books and and stuff like that and all that kind of stuff. But you're right, right? You're right that I, I think they have the opportunity to do that, and that could be interesting, right? Like if we we not only see the birth of the Jedi, but also the birth of the Sith, right? Um, yeah. But who knows? Who knows how that's gonna go? I wonder. Uh, I wonder if Thrawn has his own basic version of Inquisitors. It's. You know? It kind of seems like he might, right? Given those two characters, I mean, you know, Ray Stevenson, and I can't remember the lady's name who we see in the trailer. Um, you know, they both use sort of orangish red sabers in those trailers, and yeah. or in that trailer. And um, Dave Filoni said that that was on purpose, right? Like. Right, like they made that distinction to make it reddish, but not full on like Sith blood red. So, right, I don't know. I guess we'll find out sooner rather than later. Um, <clears throat> all right, buddy. Well, I think that does it. All right. Uh, thanks for recording with me this week, buddy. Dude, thanks for recording with me. Thanks for uh, recording a day early. We recorded on Wednesday this week because I'm going to a concert tomorrow. Yeah, man, I'm so excited for you to go. Yeah, I'm excited too. So listen, guys, uh, leave us a review if you haven't already. If you like our theme song, please check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They are Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonecobra.bandcamp.com. Check out me and Steve on the High Potion Podcast every week talking about video games. And we'll see you next week. Hopefully, I'll meet the Loveland Frog by then. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Hans Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us.